1212, I go by the name of DJ Wood, and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go! Make an entrance so backward. Come on, cut for me. Oh, yeah. Whoa, slow down. Whoa, speed up. Fresh. What up, Jeeks? My name is Rockin' Mr. Magic. And this is the original Jeek podcast. Today, I am without my friend, my brother, my podcast partner for life, Unique DNA. Uh, first, we apologize for the, the lengthy layoff. But unfortunately, life happens. And Unique DNA is very busy uh, with his family. Um, I am now busier. Because of all that year and a half, you hear me about me not working. I am not working. So time has been good, but also harsh on our schedules. But he and I will be back. But we at Jig Nation are not done bringing you dope content. So for this, our first episode of what is now going to be season five of the original Jig Podcast is a special edition. I have two very awesome guest with me. And this episode is titled Half Ton of Awesome. <laughs> Introducing first from the Nerd of God cast, the Ignatic QGN Quentin Gregory Neff. Hola, como estas, mis amigos? How's it going? Geek Podcast. So happy to be here. So, so happy to be a guest on the show. I'm excited. It's going to be an awesome night today. A good time. Uh, I'm just pumped. I'm pumped to be with you guys here. It's a good time. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are so glad to have you here um, representing Nerd of Godcast, which is uh, always a fun time for me to be on. And I'm glad yeah. to return the favor to a cast member. Uh, <laughs> also joining us for this ep awesome episode, you've heard about him before. You've heard us reference his podcast, representing the Infinity Bros podcast, the man who never fails to mention his beautiful wife, Mr. Mark Jones. Glad to be here to tickle the ears of Jeep Nation. Uh, <laughs> and also, you are breaking my guest pod appearance, Cherry, today, so... You're getting the you're getting the first. I am so honored right now. This is amazing. This is podcast history. What's going on right now? So we're gonna get we're gonna kick this off right from the door. So I'm gonna throw some questions at y'all. Um, I know listeners. I know a bit about Neff and Mark's. Uh, you know their their Jeek affiliations, but I want them to share a little bit more. And I want to learn a bit about a little bit more. Because there may be some Jeek things that they're into that I, I don't even know. So we're going to jump in here. First, we're going to start because we're in the middle of the football season. Uh, today is the end of being Monday night as we're recording, the end of week nine in this NFL season. And we're going to start with Neff because he's a Bucks fan. Oh, yeah. 
And Neff, tell me, how confident are you in your Tampa Bay Buccaneers to repeat as Super Bowl champs? Listen, listen, listen. I was super confident going into the season. And then we lost to the Rams. And I was like, oh, well, maybe not. And then we were doing really well. I was like, oh, maybe. And then we lost to the Saints. And I'm like, well, maybe not again. So I'm a, we have a great team. We have great players. You know, obviously, you know, all the talent on there that we have. I'm really excited about it. But it really comes down to having the right discipline and making the you know making the correct plays and also being healthy all of our players are hurt all of our cornerbacks are hurt we don't have a secondary we're just getting beat all the time and it's it's the worst but you know we have tom brady so we can i guess we can live with it we have all like all the receivers we could ever want we're gonna have i mean we'll have to make do you know yeah because you know i mean you've got arguably the goat quarterback of all time on your team um Yeah, your secondary is beat up. Yeah, you lost to the Rams. But the Rams are loading up for a Super Bowl run. That's why they traded for Von Miller. The Rams are no joke. It's not like you lost to a a scrub team, you know? You lost to the Saints. Yeah, but the Saints, like, the Saints are Drew Brees retiring away from being good. Like, they're not, and Jameis is hurt. Like, they're not a bad team. And and, yeah. and there's talk that they're going to try to pull Philip Rivers out of retirement. Um, <laughs> That'd be wild. To, to uh, try to push for the playoffs. So, like, you know, they're really going to uh, have his, uh, I was going to say they could have his kids play. They could have his kids fill up the rest of the roster. His his kids could fill two rosters. That man has, like, 40. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers has, like, 40 children, if y'all didn't know. Like, Philip Rivers is... um. He's a good Catholic. <laughs> he, he, he is, um, and we're not. We're, and we're, look, even though this is a secular show, everyone ha- happened to be on this show right now are Christians, and so we're not gonna. We're not gonna be talking badly. This is simply a joke. But <laughs> Philip Rivers is one of those dudes who read "Be Fruitful and Multiply." And was like, okay, God, I'm gonna make sure I really, really, really obey this "Be Fruitful and Multiply" thing, like. <laughs> My man, <laughs> that poor woman. I just like she. He, he must like. There's there's something like there's made, pregnancy made in the water in their house. Like it's wild. He made an, he made an Abraham uh, Abrahamic uh, covenant. Clearly, will be the father of many children. Yes, he was like, wait, wait, God, can can I be a father of many nations too? Because yeah, and it was, he, it was like it was like God said, you can have. Uh, nine championships or nine children. And he pressed the wrong button. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. Wow. <laughs> Philip Rivers is is the man of many many childs. Uh, well, at least you've got something to celebrate. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. lost a couple games. However, you could be crying like Mark and I uh, with mm-hmm. our sad NFC North teams. Uh, well, I I think we could drop some knowledge here. I'm actually a Patriots fan, Jeep Nation. Just let me all that know. I, I, I grew thought up a, you were. I, we were talking I up Vikings a, a last time. Oh, oh my I'm, goodness, he's wearing. A... I yeah, my 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 dad's a huge Vikings fan. I have a lot of friends who are Vikings fans. So like you know, they're like you know my second favorite team. But I grew up a, a Patriots fan my whole life. My first jersey was a Drew Bledsoe jersey. So oh, I love Drew Bledsoe. There it is. Okay, well you're not you're you're not a bandwagoner then, so I can respect that. 
but no, I, like go on. Yeah, the, the NFC North has been kind of dip- dismal this year. <laughs> well, I know well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I was hoping that you're going to share some of my pain, but since you're a Patriots fan and, and you've got a ton I, of hey, recent goodness can, to think I about, I can empathize. I you can can't empathize. You hey, can't our empathize the greatest quarterback of all time left our team. You can't empathize with over sixteen. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're like. Uh, Listen, I don't want to be that guy. This is awkward because it's like, yeah, our, our the greatest quarterback of all time left us. And I'm over here like, oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> he's not going to leave y'all until he's like 50. So I guess so. I guess Kyle Trask is just going to sit on. Or maybe when bench. he's 47, he'll come to Detroit and be like, let's do it. Let's just win one for Detroit. Why, why not? Well, you, you know, know what? That, that's see, that. see, that's the real challenge. If Brady was so good. Let yeah. him come to Detroit and win a Super Bowl. Then I'll say for sure, I'll say he's the best football player ever. I'll put him over wow. Jerry Rice. I'll put him over wow. Jim Brown. I'll put him over um Montana. Oh, Montana, he's all, he's he's got Montana. I, I mean, I tried yeah. to hold on, but he's got Montana beat. Um, you know, he's the best quarterback, but best football player ever. I will put him over Walter Payton, Jim mm-hmm. Brown, Jerry Rice guys, Larry Lawrence Dickerson? Taylor guys I hold above him. I'll do it if he wins the Super Bowl in Detroit. He goes to Detroit or the New York Jets and wins the Super Bowl. He is the GOAT football player of all time. That yeah. that would be that would be by far yeah. it. I always I always root for the Lions because like you know, we, we suck. We just got our <laughs> we, <laughs> we just got our second Super Bowl and it's really exciting. Like I'm, I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm just saying like it, it doesn't happen very often. And like knowing what it's like to be, because I mean, last before Tom Brady came along, we were like one of the worst teams. We still hold the record for the one, the longest uh, losing streak in NFL history, and two, the worst winning percentage in all of professional sports. Which is amazing so, because as bad as my lines have been, even going 0 16, we still have a higher winning percentage, which is which is shocking. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've only been around since 1976 and we still, but the fact that the fact remains that we still have all these terrible, just years of terrible teams with like little bright spots in between. So I'm just trying to enjoy it while I can, because I'm worried <laughs> that as soon as like Tom Brady leaves, it's back to being the sucking ears. Well, yeah. And you had those, uh, those grooting years, which were, which were really bad. Yeah. Well, um, that's super important. At Super Bowl, I don't count. That wasn't his team. That was that was Dungy's team. That it know, was. He, he stole he stole Dungy's ring. So I don't count that under Gruden. Yeah, I don't even like Gruden anymore for obvious reasons. I didn't like him beforehand, but you know, the, yeah. <laughs> the recent news not was hard, not surprising not to me at all. Yeah, exactly. When they took like, him out of the Ring of Honor, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna be mad at that. No, I'm not mad at that at all. I, I can, I can get down with that. I mean, come on! Like, why did anybody trust him anyway? I mean, he looks like Chucky, um, so that that ought to be exactly. a red flag. You know, we should have listened you know. to Keyshawn Johnson. Well, who would have thought that we should have listened to Keyshawn Johnson this whole time? <laughs> right? Who would have thought twenty years ago when Keyshawn Johnson was talking about this man that we would have should have given him some credence? Like Keyshawn of all people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, wonderful. Um, uh, I'm just gonna pray and hope that we don't go zero sixteen. In Detroit, yeah, Unique DNA is uh, also a Lions fan, so we cry uh, on each other's shoulders every football mm-hmm. season. He, I hope you guys get a great quarterback in the draft, though. I hope you guys get a great quarterback who's the future of your franchise. That would be wonderful, but you know our draft uh, history isn't so hot. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> when we're not taking wide receivers, you know. <laughs> no, yes, I. If anyone's listening, I still hate Matt Millen. Just for FYI, I will always, you know, God will. God's probably be mad at me, and I'll have to answer for it at Judgment Day. But <laughs> God knows, I can't stand Matt Millen. Destroyed. How do you feel about? How do you feel about Calvin Johnson? You, you love. I, I love. I love Megatron. Like, I. I look. He left early. Um. So did Barry Sanders. I could never be mad at Barry Sanders. Um, you know, I can't be mad at them for leaving. And why would they stay when they're not getting any help? You know, the last time we were in the playoffs, Barry Sanders led us to the NFC championship game. And that's the closest we ever got to the Super Bowl when uh, Washington with Mark Rippon and Art Monk and guys, you probably Mm -hmm. too young to remember um, beat us up pretty bad and got to the Super Bowl. And we had beaten the Cowboys in the first round, and when which was a beautiful game because Barry sliced them up. Um, yeah. But we had we we hadn't won in the playoffs since then, and we've only been to the playoffs like twice since mm-hmm. then, you know. And of course, got screwed by the Cowboys that last time with when we still had Sue, um, in them. But I, I love I love Megatron. That. Megatron was a great player, a generational talent that we did not we did not support enough and you know we should trade him to new england and give him a chance to win on his way out what mm-hmm. was my thought send him away get some picks get some talent on defense and let the man have a chance to win a ring send him to a contender that would have yeah. been the respectful thing to do in my opinion but they didn't want to do that and they forced him to retire because they weren't going to part ways with him well if it, if it makes you feel any better it probably won't, but in the opposite flip of that same coin, did you hear what Rob Gronkowski said about Detroit? Oh, because they were going to trade him to Detroit, and he said he'd rather retire. I know he was like, "Oh, come on, Gronk, that's messed up." I was, I was, yeah, I was not cool with that when Gronk said that. But but see that the problem was, uh, the Fords, who are terrible owners, uh, decided that just because they would hire a New England exec. That that person, I forget his name. I think it was Bob Quinn. Um, they thought Quinn could turn the Lions into New England 2.0. And I mm. said, the only way you're going to get that is if you bring in e- either Belichick and or Brady or both. You're not going to get what they have in New England without those two or one at least one of those two. I don't I, I don't I didn't want Matt Matt Patricia. He was a great defensive mind with the Patriots. Okay, okay, okay. That's true. Okay, but here's the thing. I pay attention to details. I paid attention to coaching trees. Bill Parcells has a great coaching tree. Mm -hmm. Belichick is part of that coaching tree. It has Sean Payton on it, Jim Fossil on it, Brian Billick's on it, Super Bowl appearing, Super Bowl winning coaches on that tree. You look at Bill Belichick's coaching tree, everybody sucks except for bill o'brien <laughs> he has a winning record bill, bill o'brien only- <laughs> still sucks despite his winning record charlie weiss terrible romeo crennel terrible well, what about his son um, he's got that his son's got that sweet mullet <laughs> and rabel's on the cusp of being potentially Rabel a good is no, solid. I like rabel's <laughs> rabel's been decent but he's only in what year three something Maybe like that year four? yeah like Bill Bill O'Brien had good years, but could they get it done? Nope. 
and none of his assistants can get it done as head coaches. They're great assistants. We saw it with so? um what we saw with McDaniel and Josh McDaniels in, in Denver. <laughs> Couldn't get it done as a head coach. Great, great coordinator, terrible head coach. Same with Patricia. Great coordinator, I, terrible head coach. I would wonder, like I'm I i do not know these if these guys had this like role. But with like New England, Bill's both the head coach and the GM, so he makes all those players' decisions. Oh, yeah. Yes, he makes like, the did, personal did, decisions. Does that have anything to do with these coaches going to places not being able to work well with the GM because they didn't experience that in New England? Sometimes, but I don't give that much credence because sometimes, yes, coaches and GMs will disagree on talent, mm-hmm. but the 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 media hypes up this coach versus GM thing because they need stories. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you work for the same company, your teammates, your job is to work together to put the best team on the field and coach the best team. So they, the, this on thing, like, Oh, this coach didn't really get much of a shot because the GM wasn't helpful to him. Most of the time it's that's BS. Like the only time players really impact a coach is in the college ranks when you come in and you've got the previous guys recruits and he runs a power eye and you're a spread coach and you've got guys who don't have the skill set you need mm-hmm. and you can't just go get new players to be ready to play right away. Listen, like listen, as as a Bucks fan, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Tom Brady get his AB? <laughs> he, he and, and I tell you well, what, Jason Light, our GM, is a magician. Because I don't know, he keeps creating cap space out of thin air to grab and people. Pay Sue nothing to stay. I know. <laughs> I, that's why when you say when you said Sue earlier, I'm like I don't know anything about that either. I don't. Know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, you, at least I mean I don't feel bad about that because you don't have prime Sue. Like yeah, yeah it's, I, that's true. So I'm not that mad about that. But yeah, he's more of a role player. But he's yeah, I get you. Yeah, I mean the Rams got the last bit of prime. The Dolphins got the last bit of prime Sue, and he couldn't do anything there. So I'm not Sue's. You know he was on decline when he left Detroit. So I was yeah. like, okay, you know, cool. He can he can go. He wasn't he wasn't worth the money he was asking. Um, as much as yeah, I like him, he wasn't worth the money. But yeah, he was meanest and leanest in Detroit for sure. Yeah. So it, you know, this this my team's terrible. I just hope that we win. Two, I was predicting we win two games. You need to make predicted I, we're going to go zero and sixteen again. And I think you guys are going to beat the Bears, and then a few weeks later, you're probably going to beat the Falcons. I'll give you the, those are please, the two I see on the schedule. Please beat the Falcons. Go for it. I I would love that. <laughs> that would make me happy. Like I the mean, thing is, we've only been blown out once. Like every other game, we've lost by like three or I four. Know. Like every like each game except for one has been close. But yet we're still zero and yeah. nine. Which unfortunately happened the 0 16 year, which is so it's not exactly a good omen. Do you but, think it's golf? Oh, golf is golf is part of the problem because I I personally thought we should have moved on from Matt Stafford three years ago. And not mm-hmm. because Stafford isn't good, but because I wanted I knew we needed to rebuild. We weren't yeah, going like anywhere. Culture change. Not yeah. not not even culture because Matt well, Stafford I mean, he, he he's got it. great attitude. He's got great drive. He doesn't quit. And the guy has the most fourth quarter comebacks of like his time, like the past 10 years, he's got the most fourth quarter comebacks. Like he's a gamer, but I knew we weren't going anywhere. And to rebuild, you need pieces and you need draft picks. 
And while Matt Stafford still had a lot of value trade-wise and wasn't 30 years old and didn't have back problems like he does now before we got rid of him, we should have moved on him. The year Jacksonville made it to the AFC Championship game, and all they needed was a quarterback. And so that was like 2017, 2016. With the UCF quarterback, Blake Bortles. Yeah, what do you, what do you got against Blake Bortles? Bortles. Yeah. They haven't so been I, back I, to the I AFC said, Championship since they let him go. So, right? Orlando folk, we love UCF players in the NFL. Let's go. So I said the Lions need to trade Stafford to Jacksonville for a bunch of future draft picks. And maybe you know a defensive player they can spare, oh, they and start and start team. the rebuild, because that team was a quarterback away from beating New England and going to the Super Bowl. Imagine and I think, having, I think they would have won it if they had a quarterback. Imagine having a, if you guys had picked up Ramsey and then had Slay, like that. I mean, yeah, nasty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> I, in the, an alternate universe, the Lions are a Super Bowl team. Yeah, exactly. But you know that you know. But you know what? As a Detroit fan, I can't complain that much because in my lifetime, I have watched my Detroit Tigers win the World Series. I've watched my Pistons win all three of their NBA championships, and I've watched the Red Wings win a whole bunch of cups. Yeah. So, three out of four. <laughs> is a and I, you know, as a WNBA fan, I watched the Detroit Shock win a couple of championships too. So I can't complain. I watched the Wolverines win a national championship. I watched Michigan State win the NCAA men's basketball championship. I have celebrated a lot of sports victories in my time. I just probably will die without seeing the Lions win a Super Bowl. No, the law of averages. I mean, that's what I like. That's what I get excited about. Like, I'm enjoying my time right now because the Buccaneers are good right now. And they probably will have another time where they're just terrible. So I'm trying to enjoy it right now because I know that as soon as it doesn't happen anymore, like, it's all going to drop and fall apart. So I'm just trying to enjoy (laughs) it while I can because I know how what it's like because that's the way the Bucs have been for the last 13 years. But like eventually and i'm gonna be so excited when this happens eventually the lions in our lifetime have to win i mean there's see you say that to. you say that Neff, and i want to believe it but there's <laughs> I, I there's want two, to believe there's there's two things right if you like singing singing the kurt franklin song um <laughs> two two things are against you on that because especially it only happens in the world of sports but two franchises would disagree with you on that. And that's the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs Mm. because they had fans born and die between that 86 years. It took for Boston to win, who never saw their team win a world series and Cubs fans, 102 years went between world series championships. A lot of people born and died Cubs fans who never saw that team win a world series. So Unfortunately, my lions are like that level of just terrible luck well, on top of it, having terrible teams. Like it if it makes you feel any better, my I have the, the basketball equivalent in the Orlando Magic 
We've come so close. No, we, see, but you've made players. it there. But you, but you've gotten to the finals. Oh, that's twice. true. We've never I, I even really, made a Super Bowl. I forgot. I've read mm-hmm. the lines. I haven't. Oh, that man. We've yeah, never that? even made it there. Jacksonville we, and Houston and Browns, right? The only four teams haven't made it to the Super Bowl. Man. No, the, the um, Jacksonville and Jacksonville and Houston barely count because they came in during the Start, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like 90s for Jacksonville in 2005. They're still expansion right? teams. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're still babies on the block. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they barely count. <laughs> it took so, the Bucks almost 30 years to get to their first Super Bowl. So. Right. And then, you know, sure. but like, but they had a, but they had an appearance, you know, before mm-hmm. they won, they at least had an appearance. We haven't even appeared. <laughs> yeah. NFC Championship game was the closest we've got mm-hmm. to a to even appearing, and and we had no shot at winning that game because Washington was a complete team, and we were we need Barry Sanders to run, you know, break eight hundred tackles and run for five hundred <laughs> yards to, to to win this football game. Mark's over here, like I I I, I, I don't know that. I don't know. While while Mark is Mark is is breathing and. <sighs> On his five Super Bowl rings <laughs> for his Patriots is like yeah, I don't I don't know six. about all that oh, losing six. stuff. Sorry. I'm sorry, six six rings. Losing isn't a thing in my family. <laughs> listen, Matt. Listen, sick sick the Detroit Lions on him. Bite his kneecaps off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think we have enough bite, and our coach be crying after the games. I don't know if y'all saw that. Um, no, I did what not is, see that. What is you didn't see do? Dan Campbell crying? No, he didn't yes. seem like the guy that'd be crying. Oh my gosh. He was he was into he was bawling. It was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. We lost a nail biter and he was crying in the post conference because the press conference he's like, these guys they try so hard and they're working so hard and just to lose like this, because we lost it was um Justin he's Tucker kicked fired. that like oh Tucker, yeah, that one. Tucker kicked like oh, that yeah. 80 yard field goal and yeah, beat us. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like I'm like, of course, of course, they beat us with the longest field goal in history. Yes, um, he's and, crying and, because he's about to get fired. Well, well anyone I mean, that takes that job should not buy a house because <laughs> you're not going to be there long. Maybe one day, hopefully no time soon, because I'm, I really like him as our, as our coordinator. You could always get a Todd Bowles. Maybe he'll be good by the time he becomes a head coach again. I don't I don't. I'm going to top that. You get Coach Brown. From the Netflix series, <laughs> or you get, or you can always get Kellen Moore. You know, from the, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna take from TV, um, <laughs> then you've got to give me uh, Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. He's the only one that well, can get it. Coach done. Brown's a real person, though, who actually, you know, from a. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I don't need real people. I need magic. Oh, okay, you need want Eric picture. Taylor. Okay, you're right. You're right. I need you're clear right. eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's what I need. Adam Sandler from The Longest Yard. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I need Adam Sandler from Waterboy on my oh, defense. There you go. That's what I need. Henry Winkler could be, yeah, could yeah. be your coach. Let's just, assemble just, a fantasy just give me coaching Bobby, staff. Give me Bobby Boucher um, to lead my defense, and I'll be all right. Oh, man. Oh, That's Lord. Great. Anyway, moving off the gridiron, um, I'm surprised we stayed there so long. Um, if you had to choose, this is questions for both of you. If you had to choose, between Marvel or DC, and you can't, you can't touch either either DC. property ever again. Which DC. one you pick? Oh, that's DC. DC. He no hesitation. DC. Oh, the man said DC. During, no hesitation. Explain I the no hesitation. Nod, I can't nod this. DC is is my favorite by like 
easily. I'm literally surrounded by like Green Lantern action figures right now where I'm at and in, in my room. I have a Justice League poster up over my bed right now. I mean, DC is my jam. I have boxes, comic book boxes full of DC content. And not, not that I don't like Marvel. I love the movies. I, I love the characters. I, I love Black Panther is one of my favorite comic book characters, period. But DC, their stories are just so much fun to read and so interesting. And their writers are so clever. And I just really enjoy their content. And it's it's a little bit, it could be a little bit darker than the, than the Marvel content sometimes. And the art style is so all, like most of the time is so grounded. And I find Marvel Marvel art seems to, you know, it takes a little more liberties, artistic liberties. And I, I don't, not that I'm against that, but I really enjoy just like like the Ivan Rice type artwork or the, mm-hmm. the Greg Capullo artwork. I really enjoy those types of styles that are very grounded. Uh, and, and it just looks great. Characters are fun. And, and the storylines, the crossovers, the, it's, like, it's like when you jump into one of the Justice League comics, it's like these characters have been together for years, you know, instead of rebooted for years. Even, even though they have been rebooted, <laughs> the Marvel universe is just so hard to jump into because even when they reboot it, it's the, it's all the backstory from all like 60, 70, 80 years or so of content. It all still counts. Whereas with DC, you can get a clean slate, clean start. And if you know some stuff from the past that helps you out and you get like, it's like, it's like seeing a reboot, you know, you see a character, you're like, ah, cool. It's the rebooted version of this person. I, I like the new 52, but I'm in the minority on that. But I don't but, know. But then, aren't we on the 52nd new 52? Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, but like, then you get, but then you get characters like you get the Milestone universe, and you got like Static Shock and Icon and Hardware and all them. Like they have different branches. You see, you but the, you know what? I can't. I don't consider Milestone stuff DC. To me, Milestone is Milestone. You know, okay, that's I can I, I get I get that. like I know they own it and it's cool to own that property, but just like how Disney owns the Simpsons, that's a Fox property. Yeah. Like no one looks at that and says, Oh, look, Disney's Simpsons. No, no one thinks that. Well, I guess like, it's because I grew I grew up with with Static Shock, the TV show, more than the comic. I didn't grow up okay. with comics. So for me, you know, he was doing crossovers with Batman. Right and stuff like that. So for me, he was always a DC character, and then he like showed up in like Justice League Unlimited. I think that make uh, that makes sense because of that correlation. I I got you now. Okay, I'll I'll count static. That makes a lot of sense because of so the, so of like, that. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, like the diversity. I mean, Green Lantern is like the epitome of diverse characters. You have Hal Jordan, you have Guy Gardner, and then you got John Stewart. And then Kyle Rayner and Simon Bad, Jessica Cruz, and they're all different, like racially, ethnically. You, how are you gonna leave out leave out Kilowog? Like he, he's <laughs> Kilowog, man. He's, he's the most. And then you got you got a sentient planet. I mean, Mogo, yeah. my dude. It's just like I don't know. Like you have all these different characters. They didn't have to race bend characters. They created all new characters and they made all these amazing characters for everybody to enjoy. And I love that. They, everybody can see themselves in the DC characters. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you on that. That's, they, are, they are really diverse there. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a DC fan. Um, 
I, I, you know, I, I can't knock that. Mark, what, what about you? If you um, had to I'd, choose, I, I mean, I would have to go DC. I'm, I've been a big DC fan my whole life. The only, <laughs> the only thing that like, like really kept me, if I could like break it down, is Marvel live action has just been off the chart. But then, oh, yeah. everything else I give to DC. Um, like the thing I could praise in the, ne- in the last like ten years is like their, their arc with their animated series, starting off with the Flashpoint paradox, and then tying it, you know, putting the cherry on top with the, oh, what was the the last Justice League or Dark Justice League um, with Dark Side and Apocalypse kind of, War. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's yeah, yeah. What fourteen movies there that I feel like if it was live action would have toppled the MCU for. Yeah. For box office but i mean just, yeah but uh, then they were screwed up the casting and then it would have been trash yeah i mean and, yeah, and, once it would have been all sepia tone and too dark to yeah. see. listen and, i would have liked rosario <laughs> dawson as wonder woman i'm in for that yeah <laughs> we're all good um can you imagine the riots we would have seen if they had <laughs> rosario dawson as wonder woman people have lost they hey lives. she would have been perfect 10 years ago like just the prime age and then <laughs> it would have been, been great she's um, already night nurse yeah, yes. and I think she, isn't she being cast as a different character in another Marvel movie? I've heard. I think so. Because they're I mean, not really, cons- they're like retconning that you know the Netflix Marvel stuff may or may not have happened, but who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, we, it, it makes no sense why. <laughs> well, I don't understand why they would do that, but you know, well, I understand redoing Iron Fist because that was hot garbage, but everything, but everything else was solid enough to keep. But you know, see, the thing I don't like about that is because I loved Luke Cage so much. I want Michael Coulter to be in the MCU so oh, bad. Perfect. Oh yeah, that I and like you know I, did, yeah, basically I'm I'm sure we we all can agree every other show, Jessica Jones, and even Daredevil just were well, way Matthew better. Cox, and it was Iron, yeah. Matthew Cox is rumored to be uh, rumored, very much rumored. Yeah, in all the speculation Spider-Man movie and the new Spider-Man movie, so. I'd be down for that. So, if, I mean, maybe if they bring him in, they can get Luke Cage in there too. I'd oh. be so pumped. That would, yes. and that would be a great way to pull them in because we obviously know how they're pulling, uh, you know, Doc Ock in from, you know, the Sony side and such. So, yeah. <laughs> when the poster, I saw, well, I, I went yep. to see My Hero Academia yesterday and I hadn't even seen the trailer for, because like trailers nowadays, they show way too much and yes. they spoil too much of the movie. So I was trying to stay away from Spider-Man. And so I saw the trailer because I'm sitting there with my kids and a whole bunch of popcorn and it's right in front of me. So I watch it and I'm like, you just showed me the whole movie now. Like, <laughs> like I, I understand teasing the reveal, but like, why would, or just, or even teasing um, Green Goblin. But when I, when I hear Willem Dafoe's voice and I yeah. see a pumpkin bomb, I mean, I see, I see one of the green bombs thrown in. I'm like we, I think it's their pumpkin bomb. Yeah, I'm like we. Yeah, I'm like, quotation just, marks pumpkin bomb. <laughs> yeah, quotation marks pumpkin bomb. Um, I'm like you're telling me he's in it, or you're telling me that he's going to be in it, but he's not going to be Green Goblin for some reason. He'll be Hobgoblin or something like that. Like, yeah. Um, but 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 you're telling me he's in it, and that's telling me too much. Yeah, I agree. That would have been a cool reveal to just know. Like that's why I've been staying away from like a 
Ghostbusters Afterlife trailers. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. If anybody didn't know, so for me now we know. Like that's yeah. Now now everyone knows. Now my secret's out. (laughs) (laughs) I've been staying away from Ghostbusters Afterlife trailers. They've been dropping like three or four of them in the last like week or two. So I'm like I'm trying to stay away until the movie comes out like in a week or. See, having said that though. I went to Eternals last Friday mm. and they had a ghost, but the new Ghostbusters trailer in there. And the previous one, I was like, I don't know if I want to see this in theaters, but the new, so coming back to trailer, like some people might say it was too, like they showed too much, but made me someone who's on the fence now want to see it in theaters. So, you know, oh, fair enough. some credence okay. to, to trailers. I, I, I saw they showed that trailer. I don't think, I don't know if it was new, but they showed that trailer uh, yesterday too. And I want to see it. I just wish there was one additional wrinkle, which I doubt is going to be in the movie. But since since we know uh, Harold Ramis passed, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. I was hoping that they would tie Eddie Murphy in, since oh. he was supposed to be the original fourth Doctor and fourth Ghostbuster. Love that since since Spang- since Spangler's dead, um, it would be it would be cool for this if they pulled Eddie in to be his replacement because he ended up having to like having studied the same, you know, disciplines and they need to pull, you know, another one of these original ghostbusters mm. in to help these new ones. Um, so you kind of get an, uh, you get a new, uh, an, a new old ghostbuster in there and in, in a supporting role. And you got what fans have wanted for 30 plus years in seeing Eddie Murphy uh, yeah. in the ghost ghostbusters universe. We love, See, we love I didn't I didn't even know that, but now I'm expecting that to happen when I go to the theater. Well, so. they, well he's in now my now well, my you know he's in the one high. he's in the one shot. Yeah. From Ghostbusters One. He's in the one shot. Yep. Um that oh. they for some reason never took out. And Ron Jeremy is in like that same shot too. Oh yeah. This yeah. <laughs> is great. Uh, so like it's it would it would just be it would just be cool and you know, that's of course that's my wishful thinking, and it would it would make the movie a ton of money, um, just because people would go just for that. But but I digress. Um, <laughs> next, keeping it rolling, Mark, give yes. me your favorite Star Wars character. Um, I I am gonna give it to the Geek Nation, and some people probably won't even know who I'm talking about. Oh, we going uh, obscure? I'm I'm ready for yeah. it. I'm here for but it. This person did is in is in one of the movies so he's he's got screen time but my favorite character from the star wars universe is dengar who is a bounty hunter that you see in empire strikes back in like the rogues galleries of you know bounty hunters darth vader wants them to go find you know han solo and stuff so he's always been a favorite of mine i have pretty much every book you know back you know Back in the day before the prequels and sequels came out, they used to make all these like, you know, canon books that some of them aren't canon anymore. And anyone that had Dengar in it, I had it. So is that the lizard guy? Nope. Dengar's the the white dude with like he's like an android and he has like the like the white like cloth garb and like uh like oh. gray armor plating. He has like the long, the super long rifle. That sounds dope. Because yeah. then <laughs> Because in one of the books, I think it's called The Bounty Hunter Wars, just remembered off the top of my head, um, he actually saves Boba Fett from the Sarlacc pit. What? So, so that was canon at one point. So that'd be interesting when they do the book of Boba Fett if they ever bring that back. That's so, which, they, which they should, but we'll see what yeah. happens. 
So that, that's gotten me excited that Dengar might be in the book, book Boba Fett, either in they do flashback scenes or current stuff. So. I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about you, Neff? Favorite Star Wars character? Oh, this was tough. Because my favorite Star Wars movie is episode three. This is the, that was that was always my favorite. So it was tough for me to pick between Anakin or General Grievous. Because General Grievous has the coolest, in my opinion, has one of the coolest looks. And if you've watched the anim- the 2D animated Clone Wars miniseries, which was coming out when the movies were coming out, it's kind of like a connector between episode two leading up yep. to episode three. Mm-hmm. Um before the 3D animated Clone Wars series, of course. Uh, it was animated by the guys who did Samurai Jack, and they made yes. General Grievous bad to the bone. Mm-hmm. Like, this man was taking out Jedi's left and right. And, like, he was bouncing on, like, one leg, fighting all of them. Like, he was in the dark. And it even shows Mace Windu is the reason why he has, like, the cough. Is like, Mace Windu crushed his rib cage when he was uh, taking the Chancellor off off planet. So it was... I mean, he's just such a cool character. I, I love I love his design. Uh, I, I Up to that point, I had never seen any character that could wield four lightsabers. And the yeah. fact that he was able to take down so many Jedi, including Masters, like, he's underrated. I mean, obviously, like, he's a coward and stuff like that, but, like, <laughs> underrated as a, like, a, a, a duelist, as, as a, as a, I guess, saber, saber man? Saber duelist, yeah, duelist, yeah. <laughs> So no, like, I, I mean, hey, I agree with that. He Grievous and and Darth Maul, mm. in my opinion, are the two best developed characters from the prequels, and yes. they have the cool and they have the coolest looks. Yes, hundred percent. And except for the final fight scene with Maul, they're both like very overpowered. They're both pretty op, and. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 reality. How can you really stop these guys? Like, it's Grievous isn't even Grievous isn't even force sensitive. Like, he he doesn't can't even no. use the force. Right. And and also they also showed us something we hadn't seen before. We had never seen a, a dual bladed lightsaber before, and oh. then we never saw you know four lightsabers being wielded at once. So <laughs> they 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 broke a whole bunch of molds and looked really cool doing it. Yeah, and I, I really struggle because like he's great like as far as look and just being a cool character. But then Anakin Skywalker in Episode Three is also like the most tragic character ever. I still to this day and any any movie maybe I could get past it, but this particular movie, this particular scene where Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan are fighting, I mean I literally I I can't show it to you guys, but. And at the monitor that while we're recording the Zoom meeting, I'm I'm watching the Zoom meeting on next to my monitor on either side. I actually have uh, little statues of Anakin Skywalker on one side and Obi Wan Kenobi on the Mustafar battle, <laughs> like they're just on opposite sides fighting each other. And that scene still makes me cry. Like when he says, "You're my brother, Anakin." Like Anakin Skywalker has one of the most tragic and just intense, like story arcs i mean even through darth vader like especially from what the clone wars has shown us you know mm-hmm. i haven't finished it but i've seen like stuff from clone wars and rebels and stuff like that uh i i like i said i haven't watched it so don't spoil it yet but i'm just saying like they show more stuff with that and and it just it's heartbreaking every time and i think story-wise anakin is by far my favorite character 
it's hard to, to disagree with that. Unfortunately, you had to deal with hating Christensen and his whining about sin <laughs> to ruin the greatness that the character is. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't talk about episode two. <laughs> <laughs> Except for sand. Django Fett looking awesome. Sand. I hate sand. Now, granted, I agree with him on sand. I can't stand it. I don't like the way it feels on my feet. I don't like how coarse it is. I don't like sand at all. But I don't whine the way he does about sand. I'm I'm a man about it. <laughs> I'm from I'm from I'm from Florida. Sand is all around us. We had nothing but sand. Nothing but sand. What about what, you? What about you? What's who's your favorite? Me? Oh, um, my favorite character is a. Well, I guess he's gonna be canon. Uh, I think he's officially canon now. But my favorite Star Wars character is someone you haven't seen on screen. And that is uh, Darth Revan. Oh, yes. Revan is by far my favorite Star Wars character. I love the story of Revan. Uh, Pre-redemption, post-redemption. Uh, I am extremely excited for the Knights of the Old Republic uh, remake. That's going to be yes. on PS5. Um, now, my, I'm extremely excited, but I'm also a little... I have a bit of trepidation because, to me, it'll be perfect if they... Give me new graphics. Um, and they can give me a new battle system. I'm okay with that too. But if they change a single voice actor, oh. if they change a voice response option, if they change any part of the story, I'm going to lose my mind because <laughs> no part of that story needs to be changed. Um, these, they just need to give me better graphics I'm okay with the keeping the same fight system. They can replicate it. If they give me something new, I'm, I'm again, I'm okay with that. And then they need to finish um, the swoop bike part because they never finished the swoop racing portion in the original game. So if they can actually make that be a viable part of the game, that would be cool. And I can actually have, you know, my swoop bike and upgrade it and such like they were supposed to be able to do. And you'll earn extra cool. credits and stuff that way. Those are the three things I want. But if they, if they screw up, that story. Yeah. It'll, it'll, Revan, it'll kill me. Revan's a cool character. I love his design. It's very, um, it's very like an early look of like Kylo Ren. It almost has like that look, but it, I mean, he was obviously there way before Kylo Ren. So it, it makes, it makes Kylo almost really not like a knockoff, but. Well, Kylo awesome. does. Kylo looks like a blend between Revan and Vader. Yes. Mm. Yes. I agree. And that's why I think Revan, I mean, it's just a cool character. Like, I don't know. I don't know too too much about him, but I've like watched videos on him and stuff. And his, I mean, his design is slick. He's so like mysterious. I mean, he's just he's just a cool character. Very very cool character. Um, so that 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 by by far is, is Darth Revan for me. Um, and if I had to choose DC between cuts. Marvel and DC, I would choose Marvel because I I grew up on more Marvel first. Um, as well as the the brightness and the colors and um, the, the Marvel had dark, but it was also they had more fun. Where growing up in the eighties, um, DC was majority of DC stuff was all dark. So Marvel had balance where DC wasn't balanced. Um, DC opened me to a whole bunch of adult stuff. Like I, I shouldn't, you know, like I shouldn't have been reading Watchmen. At, you know, <laughs> you know, 1989. I shouldn't have been reading that book, um, but you know, it was a comic book. My parents didn't realize <laughs> what was going on. It's a graphic novel, um, 
but you know spider-man was you know uh and you know spider-man was one of my favorites and i loved x-men and and also um politically or just i don't want to say politically but socially uh marvel had uh just a ton of uh, messages that that just reverberated with me in my life and my experiences so i was i was a big big fan of of that the only thing i really didn't like about marvel when we mentioned previously like with like luke cage and stuff was that their black characters were just not dressed in like clothes that black people would actually wear um like black, oh, wait, like, like don't wear like big yellow shirts, <laughs> big big yellow shirts, and I, even even Falcon's you know <laughs> you know costume. I'm like, no brother was going to dress himself up like that. Yeah. Like his Falcon suit would have been a lot different if he designed it. I'm like, this, nah. Like, <laughs> At least Black Panthers always Christmas. look pretty cool. Black Panthers always look cool. Um, he's the only one who's had consistently a good look. Uh, but even Storm, her looks, you know, were either great or goofy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I was like, just, just black folks fashion sense in general would not have us looking like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, no. And, and DC's worse on that because um, black Vulcan looked a hot mess. Um, oh, fair. <laughs> you know, they, they, they had their black characters, um, except for John. Mr. Stewart. Terrific. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Terrific. They just had their black characters. Yeah, and that still just looks so silly to me. This jacket's um, dope, though. This the jacket terrific. is dope. That's true. That jacket is a good look. But he... I never got the big T on his face, though. I never got that thing. I thought that, that was just, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, and, but we're so cool used character. to it now. If they change it, we would not we, we would be like, no, because we're so used to it now. But it, it, is, it is ridiculous. He's the man does not need Richards. to have a T drawn on his face. Exactly. He's basically the Reed Richards of the DC universe. So I, I don't get why he's. Yes. Being, you know. <laughs> why, yeah. Why? Yeah. It, it took us Let until like. <laughs> it took until like Blue Marvel to really get a good looking, you know, reasonable character suit. Like from the jump, like mm-hmm. everyone else's suits just been just so bad. Just uh, I, even, I like when they blood. redid. When they redid John Stewart's costume, because at first he was just wearing the regular green, the regular costume. GL costume, yeah. But then they, but then when they redesigned him, he had like the all black costume, mm-hmm. like the little green at top. Like oh, yeah. that's a clean look. I think that really suits him nicely. Yes, and it, it suited his, uh, you know, his sniper personality. Yeah, exactly. Which was which was fantastic. All right, next question. Um, this is this one I'm interested in. If you had to live. In a video game city, which one would you pick, and why? Okay, do we get to play? Do we get to? If we were gonna live in it, do we get to be the main character of the video game, or is you? It just you really can be game? anybody in. You can be anybody in the game. You can be an NPC. You can be a main character. You just have to live in a video game city. I would want to be in the Spider-Man New York City. As Spider-Man, I think that'd be the coolest thing. Every time I'm swinging, every time I play that game, I'm swinging through the city, and I'm just like, oh, can you just imagine being there? And just, I mean, I just want to go to New York City, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) What it comes down to. What comes down to is Neff wants to go to NYC. That's really what it is. We we have to make that happen. 
let's get the GoFundMe going. <laughs> yes, let's get the GoFundMe going. Send Neff to NYC. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a cool choice. However, I would if I was you, I would not pick being Spider Man. Um, because you're picking a very terrible wife. Um, that's a good point. That's, that's, that's like, as much as I love Spider-Man, he's my favorite Marvel character. Probably my favorite superhero of all superheroes. His life sucks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Miles, but even Miles goes through a lot. Yeah, his life isn't a whole lot better. It's not as bad as Peter Parker's. No, not at all. But that's a rough life. Yeah. Great city, rough life. Yeah, well... It's New York, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, give me give me your video game city you're going to live in. I'm going to live in Rhyme City from oh. Detective Pikachu. And I'm just going to be a Pokemon okay. trainer living the best life in Rhyme City. I'm, I don't want any baggage Spider-Man comes with. I'm just going to be a dude <laughs> and his Bulbasaur just trolling, fighting, collecting it all. That's I love it. Like that, a... That's a fantastic, safe, and fun pick because Rhyme yeah. City is pretty dope of a city when there's not purple gas trying to infect everybody. The place no, is pretty if, cool. If the purple gas is going to turn me into a Pokemon, so be it. Then I'm just <laughs> living even a better life. So, you know. But then you got the creepy ditto looking people, the people who, the dittos that turn into people. Oh, I don't yeah. like it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Those are good choices. It just, comes, it just comes with it. Just like if you're just a regular person living in a Spider-Man New York City, sometimes Doc Ock is going to throw your car and you're at the called insurance company and just tell them what happened. You're not yeah. covered, but I got the, I got the <laughs> but, premium. But I got the premium. I, I, I got See, what, what happened, Mr. Neff, is that your premium covers bombs from <laughs> Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and being turned invisible by Mysterio. It does not cover technicals from Doc Ock. It does not cover rhino horns from rhino. Or lizard tail slashes from the lizard. That is an additional premium. Oh, that's that, what I want now. A comic book of Marvel Insurance Company trying yes, to yes. sell insurance for villain type damages. Lizard. That needs to be, we need to make, we need to do that. We need and to get are, back on here. We all pretend to be uh, insurance carriers, uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, like a, uh, New York, like New York, I can't say New York license, it's a real company, but you know, some New York insurance company, and we will take calls as for people's <laughs> Marvel disasters through their cars and their homes. That is perfect. And we have all the insurance levels already lamed out. We got friendly neighborhood, amazing, spectacular, <laughs> spectacular, superior, <laughs> and then of and, course, and and web of and web of. We get web of. Forget web of. <laughs> web of. Well, that's the, that's See, the your web of, your web of package doesn't cover this. It yeah, only covers like, attacks from Silver Umbrella Main. package. It's a web of package. Web of sounds like the lowest package and only protects you from venom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Only venom is covered by the web of package. You, you need the spectacular. Shocker. If shocker is the villain in your neighborhood, this is the perfect insurance for you. Right. Shocker. <laughs> like sho People like no one cares about shocker, electro. Like no one cares about those <laughs> villains. Those are all small time villains. Silvermane. No one cares about them. Yeah, that gets you. Those are the web of <laughs> the web of insurance plan. Um, I guess I'll go since you uh, you guys I was yes. trying to be slick and get be forgotten. Um, this is kind of like it's not an obscure pick, but the city is absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, I would pick living there before it gets destroyed in in the uh, in the game in the timeline. But I would pick Insomnia from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Hmm. Huh. Because you've got a gorgeous city, it's protected by a wall of magic, with a pretty cool king in Sean Bean, which we know eventually means he's going to die soon. But um, <laughs> you've got a cool king with magic. You've got magic, plus you've got current technology. Audi exists in this world. So does Cup of Noodle. Um, so does Coca-Cola. Um, so like everyone drives really dope cars. You have this magic world with all this cool technology. And it's You're an absolutely gorgeous California city. at this point. Okay, well, but, but without the fault line, so I'm I'm okay. Oh, there. yeah, fair enough. And it's protected by magic, and yes, and it's protected by magic. So I'm I, I go with insomnia because it, it is absolutely, especially if you've ever watched um, the King's Glaive Final Fantasy 15 movie. If you haven't, it's on Netflix. Um, it. That city, the city of insomnia, is this app. It's a, it's like a jewel. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, you don't see a whole lot of it in its glory in Final Fantasy 15 because that's posted being destroyed. But insomnia in its glory is is absolutely fantastic, and that's where I would want to live. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. All right, next question. I'm going to start with you, Neff, because I know Mark has two answers to this next question. So, Neff, mm -hmm. I asked for you to create a wrestling super stable of five wrestlers at the max and one manager, which is optional. Now, I didn't preface, um, you know, current or past. So if you haven't formulated all of it, it is wrestlers of all time. So it can be a mix of past and current or all past, all current whatever your heart's desire and it can be in their prime yes obviously we want we don't want somebody not in their prime so this is me saying all these people in their prime okay you ready for this one i'm ready let's this, this let's is, see it this is who i think it would be the cream of the crop and just a just i think they cover all the bases too uh first of all you gotta get the rock okay I mean, the rock i mean he's one of the greatest of all time if not the uh prime undertaker I mean, the big man, you got to have a big man. Uh, okay. Shawn Michaels. Oh, he's the goat. The goat, you know. Uh, or in my opinion, this next person is the goat. Okay. Uh, Chris, Chris Jericho. He's in the conversation. The, okay. Uh, Chris Jericho is definitely, he's the goat in my opinion. And then to bring somebody newer in who's a little more versatile, who can move around a little bit more, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is, is he's amazing. And they're all, all of them, all five of them are great on the mic. So it was hard for me to find a, a, a manager for them, but you got to go with, you know, Paul Heyman, man. I'm a Heyman guy. You know, Holy. he's just so, he's so entertaining. He's so money on the, and all these guys are money on the mic. I mean, The Rock, obviously, he's the oh, most yeah. electrifying man in sports entertainment. Uh, Taker, he's so intimidating on the mic. Omega, he can make the best promos. Y2J is the demo god. And Shawn Michaels, I mean, he's the heartbreak kid. He's got it all. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Shawn Michaels doesn't lay down for anybody. He thinks he's cute and he knows he's sexy. That's right. And he sings his own, he sings his own theme song. Like, I know, it, it doesn't get better than on. that. He, 
So those are those are my five. And Heyman to round it off, I think he's the perfect manager the for the for the you know dust table. I like that. That you know, I was a little iffy because I because of the fact that HPK Jericho and Omega are also similar, but they're also amazing. And you've got your big guy, you've got you've got the Rock who's bigger but not a smaller guy. Yeah, he's you've your got, prime player. You, yeah, you you're, you've got balance. So, um, follow-up question that I didn't tell you on here. I, I, I try to be a little sneaky like the Infinity Bros oh. do. Who, so with your stable, mm-hmm. who is your, your main event world champion? Who is your mid-card champion? Who is your tag team? Before, before you answer that, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I already have that set up for all my people. So I Stop love- reading my mind, Mark. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be a question asked because I got I got to have it just planned out just right. Well, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> okay. You've got five champions, multiple-time world champions. They're they're, they're, the, fir- the first Grand Slam champion uh, <laughs> in there. Yeah. Everybody but Omega the Grand Slam champions. So he never worked for WWE. But, yeah. you know, you're but talking he- about a guy who was IWGP champion, current AEW champion. Well, he was uh, at one point. He was a uh, and Impact champion, Triple A Impact and AEW World Champion all at the yes, same time. The belt collector, exactly. Belt collector. So, um, okay. So here's what I think I'm gonna do. Uh, because Michaels and Jericho have such good chemistry, both on the mic, but just they they like kind of work together a lot. Like backstage, I mean, they had that whole storyline uh, after WrestleMania 24. Uh, you know all that stuff. Uh, I think those two would be a great tag team. So they, okay. those would be my tag team champions for sure. Um, Kenny Omega, I think, is going to be my mid my mid card champion for sure. Uh, what, what what was the other ones you said? You said then your main event, team. your heavyweight champion of the world. Is it going to be Rock or is it going to be Taker? <sighs> what happens to the other guy? <laughs> The other guy is the other guy. He's 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 a part of the stable. He's like he's muscle. He's okay. Then the Rock is definitely going to be the the main event guy because Taker has the streak at I'm because I'm talking Prime Taker. So we're, we're yes. forgetting Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar all that junk. We're doing Prime Taker. He still has the streak, and then Rock will be our champions. So I think with that, I think that all kind of works itself out perfectly. I like it. I so. like it. Okay. Ooh. Great. I don't know if I have a name. I'll, I'll come up with a name in the next couple minutes. Think of, yes. Think of, think of a name while while Mark Jones shares us with uh, the homework he did because he went on. Yeah. He went in on this one. I did my I did my homework for this. I stayed up all night. Didn't sleep. This is all I did all day. <laughs> um, all right. So I made two lists because yeah, I wasn't sure, and I love wrestling, so like it was easy. I made a current list from current wrestlers and like in their ages now and then an all-time list but my all-time is like an alternate universe list of a certain era but we'll start with my current list my current stable includes seth rollins keith lee the butcher from aew mm. kylie ray and then chris statlander and then Whoa. our manager two, two women our, wow our manager would be pulled out of retirement Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? He is coming to manage this stable called the Foundation. So there you go. Wow. That is a 
that I mean, and we we are going company to company wreaking havoc. We are like the new NWO, but we intersect every promotion there is. You to the butcher, man. The butcher. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a great team. Yeah. I like. I was going for like the most. I was going for like the cheap shots, the easy, the easy. <laughs> Bites, but that's a great, well put together team. I would watch that. That's and see, we got we, Seth Rollins. So, so, who, so who? Okay, yeah. So, I'm um, before. I'm sorry. Before you give okay, me sorry. your champions, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I'm just, I'm just taken aback with this, with this, uh, put together the foundation as we've already been, we've already <laughs> dubbed them. Um, does this mean that Smiley Kylie has a changing gimmick? Um, I guess I, I didn't go that deep, man. Um, because I'm because, because just because I'm seeing, I can see how Rollins and Lee foot together. I can see yep. how the butcher fits and even Statlander. Um, and then Austin as the mouthpiece, but Smiley Kylie, her gimmick stands out for me as far as not meshing I, with those yep. others. I now being asked that question, this is how I would see this happening. We have the four of them already put together. Mm-hmm. And then let's say Smiley Kylie gets, like betrayed by whoever she's with and the foundation is what comes brings her up and she then you know oh. evolves into a different character that kind of fits into the foundation whatever that might be that's dope what oh you know what i've got so you're so the foundation was feuding with neff's group hbk yep. stole kylie's smile and oh, the foundation oh brought it back. Perfect storyline. <laughs> it just makes sense. I mean, it's poetry. It's like George Lucas. It's poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> okay, give me give me the breakdown as far as who's champ, big card, and tag. Yep. Tag team. Obviously, I'm going with Kylie Ray and Kristen Statlander because you know that's that's the bigger thing nowadays. Women's tag team. Um, main event: Seth Rollins, and then my, you know, Butcher is my 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 muscle. So then Keith Lee is my mid-card guy. Okay. And eventually Keith Lee betrays us all. And then he moves on and becomes a main eventer. Just how everything how everything always happens in wrestling. Well, that, that, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yep. I like it. Okay. So then uh, you've got your, your second list. Your, now your alternate universe second list. Yep. I, I knew so you were saying. <laughs> so this is my list if if people were still alive okay. and we're in the same company together. And I'm going circa like 96 to like 98 between that time. Like these are, this is what I want for these people. Okay. So let's say Bruiser Brody never gets killed in Puerto Rico. He is like part it. of the stable. Wow. Um, we got Mark Merrow post Johnny B. Bad. So we got either that. So wild, wild man, man or wild I, man. I would go. Um, I like the wild man, like persona where he was more high flying, but I kind of like, the look when he was with Sable with the boxer Mark, look. That's so what Mar- he looked- Marvelous Mark Marrow. Yeah, Marvelous Mark Marrow is kind of okay. like the look I want with the this one. So that's look. why I'd say like, um, and then we got Booker T, Ultimate Dragon, and RVD. Ultimate oh, Dragon wow. and RVD. Yep. And then our manager is Sherry Martell. Sensational <laughs> Sherry. Wow. So that that is this group. And I, I couldn't figure out a name for it. So that one's that one can be a Jeek Nation, the name that name that stable. Um, but yeah, you know, we got Bruiser Brody who would be in his 50s at this point. So he's our muscle, but he's still a big imposing dude. Um I'd probably go take team RVD Ultimate Dragon, just a high flying, like they would be doing stuff no one has seen before. 
Oh yeah. And then our mid card guys who even could be taked, they can do like a British Bulldog Owen Hart type of thing, be the taking champs and then the mid card champs. So walk around Booker T. Wow. Okay. So you would do uh wait, so if RV so Oh my RV bad, yeah. Ultimate Dragon, you're gonna be your tag team. Sorry, Mark, yeah, I said that. Yeah, I, Mark I, I Merrill's your mid card yeah. and Booker T's your world champion. Booker T's my champion, yep. And there it Sherry is. Martell is is the manager. It's the one talking them all up. Because if you think well, about we, it, well, we've our, seen we saw Sherry with with Booker with and Booker Stevie T. Ray yep, with the Harlem, Harlem Heat. Heat. So we we I can I can see that. Um, and in this time, Booker T hasn't gotten his voice yet, like he does when he gets into the WWE. And RVD could probably talk at this time, but I think Sherry'd probably be perfect for all these guys at this time. But so if you're putting them into the '90s, then yeah, because Ultimo Dragon yep. doesn't talk. Um, yep. The only one who talked was was Mero, and he wasn't a great promo, but nope. he was. Um, he could he be little, serviceable on the mic. He could be serviceable. Yeah. So yeah, and RVD, you know, and I don't. He would say, you know, he would talk a little bit, but he yep. was he's RVD. He's just, yeah, man. He's just you know he's he's just. And I would chilling. want Bruce Brody never to talk. I just want him to act like an animal the whole time, just, just like standing crazy there with a big and monster, wild. crazy yeah. looking hillbilly. Yeah. yeah, with his with his <laughs> chain and just swinging that around. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, wow. there's my alternate universe stable. I mean, I'm impressed man. with all these stables. Um, these are fantastic choices. Wow. I've been trying to find a name uh, for, for, I can't, I can't find it. A, a good name. Uh, uh, there's so, all I could think of was the Sinister Six. Someone else for you to fight as Spider-Man if you're living in New York. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Maybe like oh, the, superior, the superiority or something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. The superiority. Because everybody oh. in, that, in that group has a superiority complex. Pretty much, right? Wow. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mark brought, Mark brought the heat with some deep cuts. I he sure you did. Asked, you asked me with a wrestling question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver. I loved it. Yeah, tell you what, <laughs> wrestling, it's, it's been tough because of the, you know, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But uh, here in Florida, I mean, where anything goes, there yep. is no pandemic. What? What? Huh? <laughs> They've had they had uh, AEW events in Jacksonville, and I tell you, what, I've gone. I went to a couple during the during the pandemic. Nice to have all that leg room, all <laughs> the social distancing. And it, I mean, you talk about being a wrestling fan. Florida was literally the only place for televised for oh, yeah. you know cable televised wrestling events. So I was I was blessed with that. I've been blessed to live right up the street from Full Sail, where they filmed NXT for a long time. Yeah. So, but wow. uh, yeah, man. What about you, Matt? Come on, man. Oh man. I'm, I, okay, so I have a. I, I said to myself, I, I could have built one, but I really wanted. If you, if I was pushed into it, I would build one on the fly. So I'm going to build one on the fly here for you. Um, one, I have to have HBK because he's the GOAT. He's my favorite uh, wrestler of all time. That's my man to them. It, I've got to have HBK. Um, but aside from HBK, um, the rest of this group is super black. He's just like this, the, <laughs> the white boy that they hang out with. Um, <laughs> so, so it's like the nation of domination with Owen Hart. 
or uh, what was well, the guy with them at begin the beginning with who ended up being part of that biker gang? Well, the so the original nation was very multicultural because you had Crush yeah. and yeah, Savio Vega, and oh. you had PG thirteen along yep. with Farouk, and then um the Clarence Thomas wannabe uh lawyer yep. who was um like the manager there. So that and then they had they had um is a woman who uh wasn't Jackie Moore though. Um I forget I, who she was. I, I don't remember the, the woman in Nation. Oh, anyways. Yeah. But um but then but then afterwards then Farouk made it super black uh by kicking Crush and, and Savio out. That's what started gang wars, don't you remember? Yep. Yeah. And we had Los Barriquas and we had the disciples of apocalypse and there you go. That was the name. Uh, DX, and we had gang wars, which Bruce Pritchard said it wasn't a gang thing. And then, of course, you know, shout out to Conrad. <laughs> to, shout out to Conrad Thompson, who was like, "You had a paper. You literally called gang wars, where all these <laughs> gangs fought. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and of course, they all had like the different races and everything represented. And like, oh yeah, the only thing we like didn't totally... only and, and and don't forget, we also had Kai and Tai during this time frame. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we had Takamichi <laughs> Noku and 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 uh, uh, oh, I forget. Nataka or oh, what was his name? Um, oh, um, Togo was one of them, and then um, the one that got really famous from the group, um, that all you know, they had the whole Indeed thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can see his face, but I forget what name they gave him. But anyway, so. All right, so HBK um, is in my group, and he is actually not going to have a title because he can do it. He's but he's like he's like the leader. He's not the leader, but he's like he can do everything. So he's just like um, a kind of like a mentor hmm. um, that that's there, just like in the in the support role because because he's going to kind of act like a manager in some ways but also be involved like rick flair and evolution yeah kind of exactly kind of like rick flair and evolution um so in my group i have hbk and then i have my man bobby lashley oh yeah dude uh, yeah. i'm a i'm a big bobby lashley fan always have been um bobby lashley is going to be my my champion um my hp so hpk is there and he's not my muscle but so he's technically i guess part of on the tag side um my muscle he's an undersized muscle but he's still my muscle um and he's just there to to hit people and be angry and that's bad news brown oh yeah yes i like it um and then i'm gonna i'm gonna go I'm going to mix up my tag team um, that has HBK is going to have some free bird rules going on a bit. Um, So you'll see Sean tagging and these guys tagging with each other and such. Um, I'm going to add the homie to cold Scorpio. (laughs) Wow. Big fan of Scorpio. I haven't heard that in years. Like he's it. still he's still working and and flying because he's too cold. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to add a obscure name, um, but I'm a big fan of his. 
happens to be a friend of mine. Um, he's currently the, I think the promotion is ALW champion. Um, most known for his work in Ring of Honor as the color and commentator for Ring of Honor Wrestling, Caprice Coleman. So, so Caprice, and if you haven't seen Caprice work, Neff, I will send you some matches uh, on YouTube. Um, he and Cedric Alexander were known as the CNC Wrestle Factory. Okay, um, Cedric. Yeah, so they were a tag team in Ring of Honor. There's a really good match with um, Caprice and Kenny King for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Um, Caprice is from North Carolina. He used to uh, kind of grew up with the, with the Hardys. And, oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, so they're all the same age, and they're from the same area. And huh. he's he's fantastic. He's one of those guys that you watch him work, and you're like, I don't understand why he didn't become, you know, he wasn't a bigger draw. Um, yeah. Because he's fantastic, and he's in fantastic shape. So uh, Caprice Coleman and HBK mixed with Two Cold Scorpio would be my tag team my my uh free bird tag team and i but and i also because i like all three of them all three of them would also be kind of vying for mid-card titles as bobby's my world champ um bad news brown and i would start my angle off by bad news brown capturing the title uh, as an underdog because he deserved the title shot and then um he would drop it to bobby in uh, in a um, kind of kind of like a finger poke of doom type situation, establishing the power um, with Bobby Lashley as champ, and then the um, is HBK versus Lash is HBK versus Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown goes over, ends up dropping the title on purpose to Lashley, and then the this is that there was their plan all along, and they were all together, and it was all a ruse to put the huh. belt on Bobby. I love it. Man, you always came in with like all these storylines and I'm over here with like, oh yeah, The Rock, <laughs> The Undertaker, <laughs> Chris Jericho. I might as well have just said Vader and just cut it off there. It's I don't Vader. have a name for mine Vader. though. I, you know, Mark had names. I don't even have a name for mine. I know. Yeah, you guys brought the heat. Uh, when you, it was funny when you said it's, you said it's about to get lagging here and then I was like, Trying to think of obscure wrestler. I'm like Elijah Burke. Uh, oh, no, I, I mean, I mean, I like. I Elijah thought it'd been Burke. funny. I like Elijah would... Burke and all, but nah. Exactly. If you started with HBK and then you just listed the DX group, that would have been hilarious. Shad Gaspar. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Shad. Shad. Shad, honestly, one of the greatest men I've ever heard of. Like one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, and then what he did for his son honestly one of the i'm most respected people I, I i still can't talk about shad i i i start to get all teary it's he was just a super nice dude and he was really people don't realize because he wasn't wrestling really how his career was taking off like he was the body mm-hmm. model for for kratos for the new game god the newest god of war um he was starting wow. to get some small acting gigs um things were really going well for, for Shad and him and JTG were talking about doing a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And with like AW and all that. Yeah. There was, there was, there was talks, there was rumors about AEW, rumors about WWE, rumors about impact, but they were, 
they were in both in great shape. He was doing well outside the ring, um, getting, you know, getting himself back into, cause he built his body for, um, kind of not, I mean, not for like, uh, bodybuilding, but he, he had a more of a bodybuilding look and he was starting yeah. to get himself back into, you know, wrestling shape, uh, in, in a more of a wrestling build for him. And, you know, just, just to tragically go like that, you know, it's just, it he, was super sad. He, he went as a hero though. Like that, that's why I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, there's to, you know, to make sure your, your son lives and, uh, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's the way any parent would want it to be. You know, if, if someone's going to die, it's going to be me. It's not going to be my kid. A true, a true like man, like that's, oh, I, that's the definition of a man protecting, like putting your family first. Like, I mean, he's got nothing but respect. Is there, uh, is there any other better, bigger, better definition of love than the lay one's life down exactly. or the other? There's, there's nope. no better, bigger expression, you know? And I grew up, like, when I started to get into wrestling, like, in 08, 09, something like that, or, like, around around middle school time for me, which was, like, 06, 08, that kind of area, that's when, uh, um, you know, crime time was kind of taking off a little bit. That's kind of when they started out, and they yeah. were really blowing up. I mean, JTD, Shad, I mean, best one of the best theme songs, you know, when you hear Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you just, you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> I used to have that on my iPod. I used to jam to that song, but like, <laughs> man, like there's, some, there's some great wrestlers that are just good people. Like I like Shad, you know, John Cena, obviously all his stuff he does with make a wish. Like he actually cares about those kids, like stuff, stuff like that. I love hearing like stories about amazing people who are in wrestling. Cause you know, there are people who are not so great. Like, like CM Punk. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Or new Jack who like literally wanted to come. Oh, New New Jack, yeah, I I've yeah. I never, as a person, um, I barely liked New Jack as an entertainer because I don't call him a wrestler because I've never seen the man do a wrestling move <laughs> in my life. And I was in in my prom. You talk about like you know middle school for you, you know, getting into wrestling. I've been watching wrestling since the eighties. I watched. I was there for ECW. I was in the ECW arena when I was in high school. And I have never seen New Jack do anything but hit somebody with something or jump off of something. I never seen him put anybody in a headlock. I never seen him do a, a suplex, a snapmare, nothing. I've never seen New Jack do a wrestling hold, a wrestling move, but he wanted to call himself a professional wrestler. I'm like, no, you came out there and hit people with guitars and trash cans and, and cheese graters, and you jumped off of stuff, and you were high on coke while you did it. Um, it's like ICP. That, that's wrestling to a T, bro. <laughs> it's like, I'm it's, like, it's, it, it, and, it, it, and what was crazy about it was, I mean, New Jack had not a great one, but he had personality and he had charm for being not the greatest person. Um, yeah. So, because he had charisma, because there was charm to him, you know, what, like. Because I was there, I, I've seen a New Jack match live. When his when Natural Born Killers hit, <laughs> and that music's blaring, and that music, and because unlike anybody else, his music played the entire time he had his match. So the music's going, you know, the crowd is 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 singing Natural Born Killers while New Jack is just you know bashing people with things, and <laughs> it was it was an experience, 
you know it was yeah. it was it was like wow this is pretty cool but then you look at it when you sit down and you look at like this match sucked because <laughs> he can't do anything like it was and he couldn't do anything and, and what's yeah. crazy is ecw was built upon having the best wrestling and how good the in-ring product was and then new jack comes out and he you know you've got rob van dam you've got jerry lynn you've got chris Sabu. benoit you've got dean malenko you've got eddie guerrero chris jericho ray mysterio super uh yoshihiro tajiri super crazy taz That's super crazy mike awesome um you've got all of these amazing technical wrestlers sabu was one of my favorites sabu jumped yeah, you, you know, he, Shane Douglas. People forget like how good Shane Douglas really is just because he didn't get over in WWE. Tommy Dreamer in his prime. Shane Shane Douglas is the most underrated wrestler. Like I did a I did a rewatch BCW and I kind of forgot that Shane Douglas is like persona his character during that time is just so good. It's just sad he never got over in WWF. And then when he went to WCW, it just like didn't pan out. Like that dude just had the had it. He had just he wasn't had he had and wasn't packaged right. In well, WWE that and stuff. if you if you notice, and I and I and I love Paul Levesque, but Paul Levesque stole his gimmick. He stole oh, yeah. Shane's gimmick, ECW gimmick, and applied it in WWF, and he got over with it. Where yeah. where Shane couldn't get over with it, and partially because I I believe Shane's promos, his ECW promos are were, are better when he can cuss. Yeah, when he can cuss. Without limitations, his promos are better. His WWF promos, his WCW promos, when he's not when he's not able to drop his occasional F bomb or whatever, his promos lacked. I, I don't know if it's the intensity level was different, but there was something that wasn't the same as it was for his ECW promos. Everything he did outside of that, you know, that that vibe, that sphere just was not was not the same. So, but yeah, but yeah, that that's that's you know underrated. Great take on mm -hmm. that, there, Mark. All right, um, because we had to get a late start, we're, we're gonna close out with one question here, and for both of you, and this is something that's alarming to me, and that is why is Chris Pratt <laughs> seemingly set to voice <laughs> everything under the sun? First it was Mario, now it's Garfield. What's next? Yeah, uh, I think the natural progression is he's going to be, you know, it's going to be Charlie Brown. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, like he's going to be, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be everything. But Charlie Brown, I think, is the next step. Or better yet, he's going to be Snoopy. He's going to be, he's going to be a character that doesn't have a voice. There, there, he will give it. Of course, he'll give it a voice. He'll be the, the so voice of. He's, you know what? He's going to play. He's going to play Charlie Brown. He's going to play Snoopy. He's going to play Woodstock. He's going to play all the characters. In the same movie, I think that's uh, an all an all Chris Pratt Peanuts movie. <laughs> he he would be I'm a great Sally, I guess, but I don't know about anything else. <laughs> I'm gonna tie it to his faith, and I'm gonna say he's gonna bring Veggie Tales to the top and be Bob oh, the Tomato. He is oh just gonna gosh. that's his next role. He's gonna make Veggie Tales mainstream and make that that guy even more money. And we yep. make Dwayne no. Johnson Larry. Oh, no, no, go. I know. I, I've got, I've got, I've got a better one. You're probably okay. too young to remember this, Neff. Um, Mark, you may know it, but it's 
unless you grew up in the 80s in a Christian home, it's unlikely. Um, but Chris Pratt probably knows. Chris Pratt is going to do a one-man version where he plays all the roles, a one-man remake of the Gospel Bill show. He's going to be but he's going to be Gospel Bill. Um, and if, Bill. if you don't know enough, look it up. Uh, it's an 80s Christian Western kid show. Um, so predates Veggie Tales. Oh. And uh, he's going to be the Sheriff Gospel Bill. He's going to be uh, the general store owner, Miss Lana. He's going to be the, the, the bank owner, <laughs> T.U. Tubwater. Um, he's going to be everybody. He's going to, every character in the show is going to be Chris Pratt. And now I need to find one of those uh, face uh, apps and a clip of Gospel Bill and throw Chris <laughs> Pratt's face on it. Jeez. Just so you guys can get a visual. And you'll see him drawing his gun. And I'm probably going to put a caption. I'm going to bust a cap in you in the name of Jesus. Um, this summer, one man, this summer, one Bible. One Chris man. Pratt is Gospel, gospel Bill. Bill. Yes. That, that, will, that will be the, the next thing that he tries to take over. <laughs> I can see it now. Satan, Satan's taking on the town. But there's a new sheriff. <laughs> and his name Chris Pratt. Is- he plays gospel bill. bill and of course he plays the bad guys too you know we can't leave that out chris Satan, Pratt will play everybody satan's saloon is open but it's about to be shut down permanently chris <laughs> pratt is gospel i love it yes we're gonna have to make the trailer for that oh goodness i just i, I just don't understand like i understand look he was great in lego movie yeah. cool because Emmett didn't have a voice. We didn't know who Emmett was. Emmett's a new character. But Garfield, his voice doesn't fit Garfield. No, Bill Murray fit Garfield perfectly. And that's, that's true. Because- but, but I understand finding someone new because Murray hated doing it. But yeah, Chris Pratt's it, not it the answer. No, well, we don't know. We've never heard his his Mario or Garfield voice. For all we know, he, it could be amazing. Do you yeah, really think or, Chris? He, do you really think so Chris got, Pratt has another who voice? Knows? Maybe. It's going to be it's, like Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> Although Sonic casting, Ben Schwartz was actually pretty good if you compare him to like the old cartoons. Yeah. Well, the I old cartoon ben... was Jaleel White. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Urkel like was White. the original voice. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I think he did a pretty good job of having that youthful voice to it. I think he was very funny. But then you have ones like Detective Pikachu. You have Ryan Reynolds. And it didn't, it, it only, I think it only worked for that movie like i thought that was a really funny like gimmick gag that really worked because it's like oh it's pikachu this cute little thing with the voice of ryan reynolds of deadpool <laughs> right because it was it was like a gag absolutely but now, no, now you no have, one took like, it seriously mario. yeah you're gonna have mario as star lord that's just is gamora is, is it gonna is rosalina gonna be played by uh what's her name uh the lady who plays gamora I don't know, but it should be his ex-wife. It should be Anna Ferris. Oof, <laughs> tough. That's, that's a big oof. I don't. I mean, I mean, but I mean, really, what, what's next? Is he going to play Peppa Pig? Maybe. Is he, is he going to play? Huge. Obviously, he has a great agent who can get him these yes. jobs. The, the real MVP in. is Chris Pratt's agent getting him yeah, these jobs right. that his voice doesn't fit. It's going to yeah. be Gumby, the Gumby reboot. <laughs> Give me Gumby. That's. A- I feel like no, no, if no, no. If, 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 it's no, be if we're going to do Christian shows, then he needs he needs to he needs to be Davy and Goliath from Davy and Goliath. Davy and Goliath, no. 
<laughs> if we're gonna stick to if we're gonna stick to him being stick to his face, he needs to redo Gaby Goliath. He can do all the voices for that. We'll see how that gets. Who plays, over. Go- who plays Goliath? He does. He does all the voices. <laughs> he just, so he just does it. In, in all your productions, you're only hiring Chris Pratt yeah, to do okay, all clearly, the voices. That, that's the he's the one getting hired. So he's the one going, Davy. Oh, Davy. And he's just doing his Chris Pratt voice. And what are you what are you doing, Davy? What are you doing? I'm distracting Davey? you, you turd nugget. <laughs> I'm gonna jump down this well, Goliath. What are you doing? I don't think that's a good idea, Daisy. <laughs> Dude, that, oh, that, that show is nuts. I remember that show. Uh, but but does do the Lutherans rock with him? I don't know. Um, <laughs> do the Lutherans rock with Chris Pratt? That's a, that's, that's a question for the ages. Yo. It's a question the for the Lutherans podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do the Lutherans rock with Chris Pratt? That sounds like something. That's, that's like... There's a song by like uh by uh Insane Composse where they ask like these weird questions that are like what what how what are magnets? How do they work? <laughs> and that's like one of those questions. Does do Lutherans mess with Chris Pratt? <laughs> It's a question, it's that, it's a question of the evening. That's gonna that be vein. that's gonna be a poll question. Put I'm gonna put that tonight on Twitter. Do the- <laughs> Do the, That's the question that came out of this episode. Do the Lutherans rock with Chris Pratt? If the Lutherans is a is a band, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We got the Lutherans and with our guest star, Chris Pratt. <laughs> all right. But here's the thing: Chris Pratt plays all the members of the band. <laughs> and he plays all the instruments, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jeeks, that is gonna conclude this episode of the original Jeek podcast. This episode is not only titled, but has been a half ton of awesome. I am your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, and I want to give a special thank you to my guest, Mark Jones of the Infinity Bros podcast and Quentin Gregory Neff of the Nerd of Godcast. Gentlemen, before you go, please share with the world how they can find you and your respective podcasts on the interwebs um with me you can find me at marky mark 61 with two y's on twitter uh you can find infinity bros um on twitter facebook twitch discord tiktok uh the infinity the infinity bros dot com your own website and you know you can hear us our podcast on anywhere you get a podcast from so there it is yeah, and you can uh, you can follow me at uh, at Nefer Say Nefer on Instagram. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't. How could you? How could you do this, Mark? <laughs> how dare you? The betrayal. How could you? It's it's great. It's I'm great. sorry, it's great Marky Mark. It's on brand. If I, can't I couldn't get Marky Mark because someone already had the one with one Y. So there it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's Nefer N E F F E R Say Nefer spelled the same way uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow the podcast Nerd Godcast. On all social media platforms, uh, you can go to our website nerdagodcast.com. We have a blog. We have uh, our polls up there. We have this thing called Best Thing Ever. You can vote on. Uh, you can. Uh, we also have a Facebook group called the Nerd of God Squad, where uh, we have lots of uh, members where we just share our memes and live our dreams. So feel free to join us there. Hit us in it. Uh, hit us with a uh, an app, and we'll uh, invite you right in. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. And folks, we want to thank you, Jake, for listening. And remember, we could not possibly do the show without you, all you Jakes who continue to support us. So please rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you cannot find us, let us know at jignation at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at jignation. And until next time, peace. Ready to make an entrance, so backwards. Cut. Come on, cut for me. Oh, yeah. Whoa, slow down. Whoa, speed up. This is DJ What, and you're listening to the original Jeek. Podcast.